Hello and welcome to episode 141 of Game Chat with Borna. I'm your host, Borna from Borna.tv. You may recognize me from sitcoms such as Borna.org Radio and Game Chat with Borna and print all the things. Never mind. Welcome to the welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about a few stories. Game Chat with Borna, we talk about the last few days worth of gaming news. I got three stories to talk about. Only three because the last one may turn into a soapbox. So we'll see how that turns out. Um... But uh, thank you all for subscribing and watching the videos and stuff. And we post these on our YouTube channel and on, on, on Spotify as well. And uh, it's a long running series that's been off and on for many years. And here we are back again with another episode for the second week in a row. Wow. <laughs> for our first story, we're going to talk about the Elder Scrolls 6. And I, I was kind of shocked when I, I posted this to my Discord. And it was like, hey, guys, did you know that the Elder Scrolls 6 was announced I think we said five years ago. It was announced five years ago. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? It's been that long. And we've been talking about Starfield. We've been talking about, you know, all the things with Fallout 76 with Bethesda and all the other projects they're working on. But, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls 6, the, the, the Elder Scrolls fans are like, where is Elder Scrolls 6? So uh, there's a big trial going on. You may be hearing about it with Microsoft and the FTC and Sony and antitrust and Monopoly stuff, blah, 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 blah. And there's a lot of good information coming out of it, stuff that wasn't previously known because these guys are testifying under oath. So they kind of have to they kind of have to say the truth and, and what's actually happening. So a new one of the tidbits of knowledge that came out of this, and uh, I was kind of surprised, is that the Elder Scrolls six is actually five plus years away. And they don't even know if they're going to do a PlayStation version or not. So this comes by way of the FTC trial. Again, Phil Spencer has been testifying and he has been quoted as saying this. He says, I think we've been a little unclear on what platforms it, meaning Elder Scrolls 6, will launch on, given how far out the game is. It's difficult for us right now to nail down exactly what platforms that game will launch on. As I said, with Elder Scrolls 6, it's so far out. It's hard to understand what the platforms will even be at this point. It's the same team that's finishing Starfield, which comes out this September. So we're talking about it being likely five plus years away. I don't know, man. I'm thinking of titles. I'm thinking like like Duke Nukem Forever and uh, you know other titles that were announced like ten years prior to their launch. Uh, you know. Ain't many coming to mind. Um, that's a long time between uh, announcement and launch. That's a really, really, really long time. This is it could launch at 2028 at the earliest. And uh, it's worth noting that Microsoft believe that's the year that the next gen consoles will come out. So what do you guys think? Can you can you even fathom trying to be hype about something that's five plus years away? Not talking about Star Citizen. I'm talking about Elder Scrolls Six being five plus years away, given that it was announced. Now they they didn't show us anything. It was just a title when they announced it, so we don't have anything regarding it. And all the information that's coming out from these articles and stuff is that it's still being designed. It's it's at the very 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 early ages, early stages. I'm sorry, early stages of design. So it's a fart in the wind at this point. So check the story out over on IGN.com. They got the details. Elder Scrolls 6 
still five plus years away and the PlayStation version is undecided. And for our next story, we're gonna be talking about a game I've been playing way too much of, but not enough of, you know what I'm saying? This game is called Battle Bit Remastered. And if you look at it, it looks kind of like Roblox. It looks like Roblox block dudes. It doesn't even look like Minecraft. It looks like Roblox, a uh, Roblox shooter that you may have played. And that's probably because I think it has some ties to it. But anyway, Ro uh, Battle Bit, <laughs> Battle, 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 Battle Bit Remastered is dominating Steam because there is no catch. It's just a lot of game from for $15. This article is over on PCGamer.com. Um, one of the best new multiplayer games of 2023 and has no micro no microtransaction. I was watching the developer on Twitch the other day of a uh, of battle bit. He was designing an MP9, I believe it was. He was designing a gun and he was showing the process of how he does it, how he takes a reference photo and then he like models around that. And he was talking, he was saying a lot of good things about the game and he was doing a, like an impromptu Q and A. And one of the things people asked him was like, Hey, are we going to get a battle pass or are we going to get, uh, are we going to get, some kind of microtransactions. And he was very, very clear, and this, this was very reassuring, that he does not believe in microtransactions. He does not believe in battle passes. He believes that you are, well, he doesn't believe in the current free-to-play model. He says that if you're buying a game for free these days, or if you're getting a game for free these days, it's not really free. And he says he's a firm believer in a box price and providing unlockable content in the game. And in BattleBit, there is a ton of guns there's a ton of camos there's a ton of things that you can just unlock by playing now you can buy a, a founder's pack for battle bit and get a bunch of guns and get a bunch of gun skins and get a bunch of stuff like that but that's about it it's just a bunch of gun skins and, and camos that you can get for a, a flat price now this is a 254 player fps that runs really well it's akin to battlefield but it has like a milsim type of movement system. And it's got really, really, really high FPS. They right here for, for emphasis an indie FPS that moves like battlefield behaves like hardcore milsim squad, but looks like Roblox is dominating steam. Man, PC gaming is fun. $15 is a great price for this game. It's not too much. Actually, I think it's a bargain for what you get out of the game. Once you start playing this game, you lose hours because if you're a Battlefield fan like me, even if you're a Call of Duty fan, it scratches an itch that's been long forgotten behind the guise of battle passes and, and chasing behind unlocks and battle passes and stuff like that. Call of Duty 4 got us hooked on the whole progression of guns and unlocks and stuff like that. But companies have been lately, they've been monetizing that, that hunger for more content. So once you run out of things to grind, Hey, buy this battle pass. Now you've got more things to grind or Hey, get this DLC. Now you've got more things to grind. BattleBit is at its core fun, and the game includes all the things you unlock on top of having that fun. It's a good formula. And I think it's going to be a long-lasting one. A lot of people are counting this game out. They're saying it's going to die within a couple of weeks. It's been steadily growing since launch. It hasn't peaked yet. Like every other day, it seems like there's a new peak, there's a new peak, there's a new peak. Word of mouth is working for this game. People are talking about it. It is absolutely amazing battle bit is a winner guys if you haven't already check it out i i, I haven't done a full-fledged review on it but i have logged about oh gosh i want to say about 40 hours on it already uh it came out june 15th so that's about 10 days i've been putting a good amount of hours in it given that i've been playing i've been playing <laughs> foxhole i've been playing minecraft and also been playing final fantasy 16 lately so i've been split my time between games but i have been finding time 
for a battle bit remaster. Check it out on Steam. I'm hoping it comes to consoles. You consoles de de deserve this game. You really do deserve this game. It's really, really good. 17 unique destructible maps, including a shooting range, and they're going to add more maps, and they're going to add more weapons. Six classes, seven ground vehicles. Just crazy. 78 attachments in this game that looks like Roblox. It's absolutely nuts. Check it out. Over on PCGamer.com to get the details about BattleBit taking the world by storm. And for our final story, we're going to talk about Final Fantasy 16. And like I said, this might turn into a... A soapbox type of a thing because it's, it's a lot of information and a lot of like history with final fantasy 16. if you don't know what's going on with final fantasy 16 right now reviews are coming out um a lot of the the professional reviewers out there are, are giving it pretty good scores i think uh, open critic has it at a had it at an 82 i think last time i looked let's go check it out uh open critic has it as an 89 i'm sorry it's at an 89 on open critic which means that it's getting really really good scores overall top critic average uh 89 92 percent of critics recommended so final fantasy 16 is the newest game from square enix that is playstation 5 exclusive hello editor buona here there's going to be plenty of final fantasy 16 spoilers you have been warned yeah <laughs> and uh it's the the mainline final fantasy game the neck the 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 last final fantasy since final fantasy 15 which came out like over five years ago so it's been a while um it's been a really long time i don't know what when final fantasy 15 even came out by heart so there's there's a little bit of a discrepancy and controversy with final fantasy surprise if you think back to previous final fantasy titles it seems like there's always a split between people who absolutely adore and love it and people who absolutely hate and can't stand it there's always these two extremes when it comes to final fantasy games uh, people who want it to be something that it was in the past and people who hate what it was in the past and want it to be something else, like some other game they like, or that the game needs to reinvent itself. So what we've been told in the press releases and with, uh, with a lot of the, the pre-media stuff is that Final Fantasy 16 is going to be a reimagining and an evolution of the series. It's not going to be your 12 to 11, I'm sorry, 12 and then 10. I'm skipping the MMOs, obviously, uh, and nine and going back and, uh, those types of games. So the, you're probably going to guess what I'm going to say. It's like the split between the community is this doesn't feel like a Final Fantasy game. I remember these exact words for the past since Final Fantasy. I want to say 10, but I'm going to say 12. I'm going to say 12. I, I could have swore I heard those exact words. I know I heard them for Final Fantasy 7 because Final Fantasy 7 was a huge departure from 6. You look at the two games. That's when Final Fantasy VII went 3D instead of the you know top-down sprite stuff. It went 3D, and the people were saying the exact same thing. This is not a real Final Fantasy game because it doesn't have this. It doesn't have that. It did this instead of this. And uh, given that the internet is you know blazing hot now, I think that word of mouth is kind of traversing across it at a blazing pace that ha we have never seen before. Uh, People are screaming that this game is not good because it's not a real Final Fantasy game. Um, and it's it's a little bit predictable, but at the same time, it's discouraging because, like I said, we saw we heard this exact, almost exact same arguments with Final Fantasy 15. I, I definitely remember in Final Fantasy 13, people said that it was a corridor, it was there wasn't much exploration. 
there wasn't this, there wasn't that, the RPG elements were not there, blah, blah, blah. And people had their own definition of these terms and they were saying that they weren't there. I'll give you an example. When people say RPG elements, they can mean many things. They can mean progression, they can mean exploration, they can mean uh, character growth, they can mean build variety, they can mean itemization, they can mean, uh, I don't know, they can mean drop rates, they can mean all these different things. What's specific to Final Fantasy 16, um, the thing I think people are missing and that they, that they crave the most when it comes to RPG elements is the itemization. And I noticed this even when I was playing, because um, when I when I first started playing the game the other day, I was like, wait, you only get four potions? You only get this many potions? You only get this? You only get that? I immediately noticed a limitation in itemization, right? And I was like, okay, that's different. And I kept playing. I was like, I, I think the words I said was, I don't like that. I don't like that. So I kept playing, though. I kept playing anyway. Because uh, I miss being able to stack like a thousand potions. You know, that, that was one of the things I always did in Final Fantasy. I always got way too many potions and I was just spam them, spam them, spam them. So that's something that I couldn't do in this game and I immediately noticed it. Um, and then I kept playing, I kept playing, I kept playing. Stop noticing it. Stop caring about it as much. I did notice there was an issue that I didn't like was that I was accidentally taking potions because I was using the D-pad and I wasn't summoning my dog to do the hailing and I was actually accidentally using that. But that's something that, that's a learning curve thing. Um, and I would forget to buy potions, too. That was something that would happen. Because sometimes something would happen. I think if you level up, it refills your potions. And, and, and other times, if you, uh, if you do other things, it, it'll refill your potions. And sometimes it won't. So I don't, I don't think to check the potion count. So that, to me, was a disconnect between the traditional itemization of Final Fantasy and the current iteration of Final Fantasy XVI's uh, itemization when it comes to potions and when it comes to items. Because the item drop and the item loot stuff in my i don't know how many hours i played i'm, I'm i don't think i'm a third of the way through the game this is this is no loot there's that just there's just no loot at all i'm like okay I'm, I'm killing this i'm getting these crafting materials that's about it you know i'm not finding swords i'm not finding shields i'm not finding you know trinkets i'm not finding that much stuff yet and given what i've been reading from people's reactions i'm probably not going to find those things that much it's going to be heavily relying on crafting and going to the uh going to the vendor and getting these items so itemization to me is shallow in Final Fantasy 16. And I feel like that that was a conscious design effort. Whether we like it or not, it's going to be subjective. You know what I mean? So there's a debate going on. Is, is, is this, are these RPG elements missing? And people talk, what I've been doing in the game, there have been a couple of action corridors and some pretty big open areas that you can go and do things in. Like I said, I'm not that far in, but I have seen a variety of areas. I've seen big, wide open areas, and I've seen some, some, I call them the uncharted load screens. You know, you, you go through these corridors, you got these scripted areas that you go through, which I enjoy in single player games. Don't get me wrong. I like that kind of stuff. That's one of the things I like about single player games is that, you know, there's a, there's a degree of guidance to get you to, through, to, through to the story so you can get to the next uh, plot point. So I actually enjoyed that. That, that wasn't that big a deal to me. But, you know, Final Fantasy is all about, you know, the title itself is that you have this degree of open world and exploration to go and grind and do whatever you want. You don't have to follow the story if you don't want to. That is so far to me limited in Final Fantasy 16. So factually and, you know, bullet point wise, 
a lot of people are correct in that some RPG elements have been removed. The subjective part comes to uh, the subjective part comes in to say, does this take away from the game? Does this make the game worse? Does this make the game worse than Final Fantasy 15? Does it make it worse than Final Fantasy 13? Is it a progression or evolutionary path that this game could take and be successful in? That's a real subjective uh, question. That's not really something that you can say factually that this game is bad because of this, because it's a preference of play style. And it is a departure. It is. It's a departure of what Final Fantasy used to be in terms of RPG elements. But now let's talk about the other parts of the game. And they're big parts. Number one, the story. Final Fantasy has been always known to have memorable stories. Memorable characters, memorable plots, memorable villains. That is the core of what makes Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. If you ask Borna, when I talk about Final Fantasy, I'm always thinking about the story. I'm not thinking about combat. I'm not thinking about itemization. I'm not thinking about open world exploration. Those are parts of it. But to me, the story is the most important part of Final Fantasy. Even when I played Final Fantasy 14, which was an MMORPG. Guess what the biggest thing was in that game? The story. So far, this game's story has been top-notch. It's been really well told, and I like it so far. Really, really good. And the other thing that I like in action games, and even just, just RPGs, is combat. I really like good combat. This game's combat is really, really fun. So those are two really, really good things, which to me are core and essential to what I think is a good Final Fantasy game that are really well done. But there's obviously some areas of this game that are lacking. Um, and it's a, it's a subjective argument. It's one of those things that if you, if you ask two people the same question, you're not going to get the same answer a lot of the times. Like, hey, what do you think constitutes a Final Fantasy game? And they might write off a list, but you're like, okay, what's the most important of all of those? You're not going to get the same answer. So this argument that's happening on the internet about Final Fantasy 16, it's never going to end because no one's going to agree. I think where it gets a little bit annoying is that people on the internet, I know they, they always do this, is that they, they conceive and they, they, they believe that their opinions are factual. No, no, Buona. that's not true. They believe their, their opinions are factual. Like, there's no debate. There's this. This is that. This is the actual truth. Uh, how can you say this? This is true. But it's subjective. It is definitely subjective. Final Fantasy 16 is going to have a lot of controversy. But when you think about it, they all have. Every single mainline Final Fantasy game in the internet era has been met with a divisive, divisive response from the fans. Every single one of them since the internet was conceived. Guarantee it's been divisive. There's always been a crowd that says, this is not my Final Fantasy. And then there's a crowd that says, this is the best Final Fantasy ever. But here's something I want to leave with you, is that Square Enix is thinking in the, in, the, in the future. They're thinking they want to define a new Final Fantasy generation. Because if you ask somebody what is their favorite Final Fantasy, it's probably going to be one of the first ones they played. It may not be like the third or the fourth. It's probably going to be the first Final Fantasy experience that they, they had. For some people, that's Final Fantasy 1. For some people, that's Final Fantasy VI. For some people, that's Final Fantasy VII, which is an iconic title. A lot of people were playing that. So for some people, it's 9 or 10. They'll say 8, 9, or 10. 
Some people, oh, 12 is the best. You know, when 9 was out, they probably didn't even get to play video games. When they played 12, it's like, oh, 12 is the best. And there are people like, I love Lightning Returns. And you look at them like... And then there's people that are like, 15 was the best Final Fantasy ever. And you're like, how can you think that? Because it's a generational thing. This game series has been going on for many, many years. And Square Enix is betting on the future. And if you're going to evolve a title, there's going to have to be compromises. You can't have the same formula through 16 titles. I don't, even Mario did had to depart from it. You know, Mario was 2D for a very long time. Then it went 3D. Then it went adventure. Then it went, you know, all these different avenues that even the Mario series are not going to cling to too many things and mechanics of the past. So when you're talking about RPGs in 2023, you're talking about action RPGs. You are. Octopath Traveler is a great game. I love it to death. I lo it's a throwback game. It's Octopath, Octopath Traveler 2. Great game, throwback game. But that's what they are. They're not the future of games. They are a throwback to what was good. And people who played those games get nostalgia. Octopath Traveler is going to have new fans, but not as many of the nostalgia fans. Square Enix is reaching towards the future and say, we want to build a new fan base to compete with The Witcher 3, to compete with Cyberpunk 2077. We want to compete with God of War. Those games are action RPGs. Action RPGs are the future. Turn-based RPGs are dying out. They're dying out. They are. You can see it. Like all the all the 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 JRPGs and all the traditional JRPGs, they release to a niche audience. And they make their money back and then they come out with a sequel and then they release to their niche audience. These are the people who played the titles in the past. They don't make that many new fans. The new fans gravitate towards these bigger titles like what I just mentioned, like the Cyberpunks, like the God of Wars, like the Spider-Mans. Even the Spider-Man game is coming out. These are action RPGs. And when you think about those games, you know, itemization is evolving in action RPGs. They're evolving. And Final Fantasy decided to say, hey, let's go light on the itemization this time. And let's focus more on story and combat. Was that the right decision? I don't know. It's an experiment. It's something they're willing to try. But finally, I offer this question. To all these people arguing about Final Fantasy 16 and all these people arguing about this whole topic, 